what are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me tracing out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back. This is the second part of our three-part series, getting you ready for the start of the fantasy football season. Are you ready for the second part, Tom? I sure hope I am, and I tell you what, maybe, just maybe, the Tom the Newbie is ready for it, too. We'll see. All right. Well, if he pops up, I won't be surprised. (laughs) Anyway, we've got a little bit of news before we get into the second part, which will be all about trading, how you can be successful and how we have made some mistakes in the past and how we've been entertained all along the way. Yep. Top story, Chargers are the most unlucky team (laughs) in the NFL during Phillip Rivers' era there. Yeah, it seems like it's constant with them. So we know they've already lost Hunter Henry. <laughs> yeah. Now they've lost Jason Verrett, which isn't a huge loss because yeah. he's played like five games in the last two years. So it just would have been really nice to have him on the field. And now we've lost another tight end, uh, rookie tight end, Austin Roberts, also a torn ACL. I just, where can the Chargers catch a break? <laughs> i tell you where they could catch a break. They need to catch a break by uh, signing Antonio Gates. It's the only only thing they have left going for them. They have to do this at this point. Yeah, there's nothing else unless Tony Gonzalez wants to come out of retirement. They're (laughs) running out of options. (laughs) So teams that have caught a break uh, are the Steelers. Uh, They had a huge sigh of relief because their left guard, Ramon Foster, just hyperextended his knee yeah. and suffered no ligament damage, no surgery, <laughs> should only be out a few weeks. And to top that off, no Steeler has logged more snaps since 2009 than Ramon Foster. So yeah. that would have been a big blow, even though they do have a good offensive line. Yeah, they absolutely need him uh, to to win. It's it's It has something to do with fantasy, obviously. I mean, Le'Veon and and Ben Roethlisberger's timing. But, man, in order for them to win, they need that offensive line, and they need Foster. They cannot they cannot win. Be the, they, they can win. They can't be as successful as they want to be without Foster. Now, obviously, Foster would be a huge blow, but how much of a gain would it be if Antonio Brown recruits Des Bryant? <laughs> Because we had a tweet just the other day from yeah. Antonio Brown that says, Come play with me, Des Bryant. Let's get the chip, eat greedy, big plates. <laughs> so I'm not sure exactly what kind of a recruitment uh, pitch that was, but <laughs> hey, that could be an interesting place for Des Bryant to end up. Yeah, there's no doubt. If they get Des Bryant and he is as good as he is, I mean, <laughs> that team is going to be unstoppable. And all the people that have drafted Juju Smith-Schuster are going to be very upset because he's going to take a lot of production away if he goes to Pittsburgh. But still a big if. I don't know what Des Bryant is thinking. 
as far as I know, <laughs> last thing I actually heard that was anything legit was he was considering the Browns. Yeah, that's all. They've been in a little bit of talks, but there's been no scheduled meeting yeah. or anything. So yep. it's still up in the air. I'm guessing there might be an injury of some kind very soon, and then we'll start hearing those Des Bryant talks heat up quite a bit. <laughs> now, I would yeah. be all right with that. I do have Ben Roethlisberger in a league or two, so if he can stay healthy all year long and you give him Bryant, Brown, Juju, and the new guy, Washington, uh, that would be a huge, huge plate of wide receivers for Big Ben to play with. Yeah, I mean, that, that team could be ridiculous if you get all them guys together. I don't know if that's going to happen, but we're really going to have to find out. I, I would love to see it happen. I mean, because then they might be the favorite besides maybe <laughs> the Texans, which I addressed in a, another episode. But they could be the favorite to knock off the Patriots at that point if they can get all them people together. And speaking of favorites, in the NFC side of things, the Minnesota Vikings seem to have – some positive outlooks in their Delvin Cook sweepstakes for the upcoming year. He is looking really good. Yeah, that is, I mean, it's still, <laughs> the season hasn't started yet. And obviously everything's going to be overhyped for everybody who likes somebody or loves somebody. But man, he did look really good. So we're really going to find out. I think he is something that could be – it's not really a surprise. I think it's just something everybody's like, whoa, okay. Now I wasn't expecting to have him because of his injury. But, man, if he comes out there and, and pulls an Adrian Peterson and comes back off an injury like that and just does ridiculous – everybody's going to want him on their fantasy team. And I was going to say, of any of the teams out there, the Vikings shouldn't be surprised <laughs> that a running exactly. back can come back from a torn ACL. Exactly. That's exactly what I was saying because Adrian Peterson, he's done it, and he looked amazing that year too, so we'll see. Well, I'm hoping because you know how big I am on Dalvin yeah. Cook this year. So yeah, I do. I know. Let's get some with Dalvin. <laughs> So to round out our news, we're going to go to New York, uh -huh. where just a couple of days ago, there was a chant that broke out at training camp. <laughs> we want Sam. We <laughs> want Sam. And they got Sam. He yeah. finally agreed in principle to his rookie contract with somewhere around $20 million guaranteed. And he went in there and on his first pass threw an interception, <laughs> which one of the players shouted, welcome back. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just typical New York Jets stuff right there. I mean, the fans go crazy and then we see something bad happen. That's usually how it works with the New York Jets. So I'm not too worried yet. We'll have to find out. But I, I, I do want to see him play. I don't want to see him play. This year, I've already expressed that plenty of times. Yes, definitely. And it was a bit of breaking news. It came up all over my different apps and stuff. But I was mm -hmm. like, why is this huge news? Because <laughs> I didn't think this person was going to be such an integral part of the offense for the Jets. But Elijah yeah. McGuire broke his foot and is expected to be out three to six weeks. So yeah. Yeah, I guess when I guess that Tomlinson thing isn't going to work out the way that uh, the coaches were thinking. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'm I not mean, even sure how much we were going to see him anyway yeah, with as much I, I'm Isaiah not too, Crowell hype as there was. I'm not too worried about it as far as the Jets go, but I did have him on 
one of my fantasy teams, and you know, I was hoping for the best for him. Not just because I had him on the fantasy team, but I do like him as a person. And last year when he said that he was scared to run up the middle, I was a little worried, but I, I, it was his first year. I give him a little pass, I suppose. But I don't think it's that big of a deal for the Jets. Nah, nah, they'll be all right. I, I'm pleasantly surprised so far from what I've seen from them, and I'll be looking forward to the next couple of years from them. Yeah, I'm always looking forward to the Jets. So, <laughs> On that note, we're going to get right into our discussion of trades, and we're going to mm-hmm. kick it off with our topped-off number three most memorable trade. Well, my number three most memorable trade wasn't all that long ago. It was back in uh, 2015 when Todd Gurley was the rookie, and we had already drafted our – this was a startup league. We already drafted all the regular players, and then we did a rookie draft afterwards. And I had traded to get Todd Gurley, which was obviously the number one pick. And not too many people picked Melvin Gordon that year, but there were there were some. But I got Todd Gurley, and what I ended up doing was trading my 106, and my I I ended up getting a couple of second round picks from some other players. But I got them. And the 106, and I traded that straight up for the 101, and boy, it paid off because the the 106, which was taken by the by the other player, he ended up getting Kevin White. So hey, all right. I, I think it's worked out pretty well for me because <laughs> Kevin White, unless what you say is going to be true this year, Kevin White has not been anything at all. Hey, I didn't say he was going to come out and... <laughs> break out a good season i said he was just going to be on the field oh, that'd be a surprise in general even <laughs> baby if he's steps. on the field <laughs> baby steps yeah so my number three most memorable trade is kind of a three-parter okay. because it involved me giving levy on bell and then getting levy on bell back from the same exact person <laughs> now this was after his rookie year and he had been injured the last couple of games, and I did not like the way that injury looked. Mm-hmm. So I decided to dump him in actually a couple of leagues. I don't have the trade from the other league up, uh, but I think it was better than this one would have been. Uh, I gave up Le'Veon Bell, a 107, 202, 402, and a next year's first rounder to get, at the time, Marshawn Lynch, Alshon Jeffrey, a 304, a 407, and a 2015 second. <laughs> so at the yeah. time, it was a good. Alshon Jeffrey was the up and comer for the Bears. Yeah. Marshawn Lynch was a beast for the Seahawks. So I figured, like, wow, I'm getting two starters plus some picks, and I'm just giving up a rookie who got injured. But right. that did not completely, you know, it. it it changed my mind after the next year of what I should have done with Le'Veon Bell. Right. Uh, well, the next year, I gave up Dante Moncrief and a round three to get Mark Ingram. That's okay. a win. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. The only reason I bring that up is because later in that same year, I think, uh, actually it might have been before the start of the next season, uh, I included Mark Ingram, A.J. Green, a 109, a 209 to get Le'Veon Bell back, Charles Sims, who looked to be the pass catching back for the Bucks at the time, and a 607. Yeah, that's great. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, you didn't know that first year if he was going to sustain the uh, the type of player that he was. But yeah, when you get 
him. I don't. It doesn't really matter what you give up at that point. Like it's just, it's just always good to get Le'Veon Bell back. And if I remember correctly, you ended up doing pretty well that year with Le'Veon Bell on your team. I did, and I gave up AJ Green because I had receivers yes. up the yin yang that year: Julio yes, Jones, did. Demarius Thomas, Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, I believe that may have been the year I drafted Tyreek Hill. Actually, no, I think I picked up Tyreek Hill off of waivers that year. There's no so. way I let that happen. <laughs> oh, you oh, did? There's... No. I scooped him up and put him on my taxi <laughs> squad, and then like a week later, I was like, I'm just going to play him. <laughs> yeah. So there was our topped off number three, and now we're going to get you ready for your season and give you some tips on how to do a good trade or be a good trade partner. Now, like anything in this world, a good tip is to buy low and sell high. It's simple, it's elegant, but it's true. You don't want to, like, when Mark Ingram got suspended, you don't want to buy Alvin Kamara because he is at the height of his uh, popularity and his value. So you're going to have to give up way too much to get somebody like that. I think what the problem is is a lot of people when they, when something like this happens, they think I gotta have it, or I can't sell him now. <laughs> he could be really valuable, but to me, but you have to just throw it out there for people, and you never know what they can give you, because if you got like Alvin Kamara when you we heard that suspension, you should have been trying to push him on other people. See what you can get out of it, because you never know what you might get. Yeah, I don't have Alvin Kamara in any league this yeah. year so far. And I'm sad because I would have tried to trade him when that happened because there's so many other people that are have played years instead of just one year. Now I still think Alvin Kamara is going to be great. Yeah, but I would have tried to get something out of him, and it would have been uh, another startable running back and another startable wide receiver. Probably is what I would have tried to get. Yeah, and a lot of times you're going to get it. Yeah, so it's really whatever helps your team. It does. You don't have to have somebody that you think is going to be amazing. If you can get two guys that are both really great, that can be better than one guy being amazing. Another point that you want to try and do when you're trading is trade from your strength. Don't trade. Oh yeah. Because somebody asks you, "Hey, what do you want for this guy?" You trade if you've got five startable running backs. You can trade one or two of those guys for a couple of stud wide receivers or something of that nature. You find a team that is extra needy for quality starters Mm -hmm. and you give them two for one, you know, one of those uh, types of deals. Basically one of those was what I did in my topped off number three. You know, I basically gave Mark Ingram and AJ green for Le'Veon Bell. I had a ton of wide receivers and I was getting back a, better running back than Mark Ingram. So I was willing to do that upgrade because I was set at wide receiver. So that was my strength. That was my strength from the start in that dynasty league. And it worked out well for me because I made plenty of trades. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, if you have a bunch of running backs, you don't need another running back, but you might need a wide receiver. So trade 
couple of your running backs if you if you have to to get more wide receivers because you can't start all your running backs in a lot of scenarios so you have to get wide receivers and you can't just go on the mediocre guys that you may have on your roster so you have to you have to you have to do exactly what you said another one that I really like and it doesn't work out a lot but when I do get it to work I feel extra smart (laughs) and that is looking at the NFL schedule there's been a few times out there when I have been able to make a trade after a guy has already had his bye week, so now I don't have to yeah. worry about filling in for him at yep. any point during the season. And if they have an early bye week, oh man, try to trade for those guys with an early bye week. Yeah. If there's guys on your radar, because if you can get a guy around week five or so that has already done his bye week, you don't have to worry about it. You're at full strength for that position for the rest of the season. Yep. And that's another thing you can consider as well. If, if you have a guy that hasn't gone through his bye week yet but you kind of consider him to be on the same level as another guy that has already gone through his bye week then you could try and trade him to somebody (laughs) to that other person and then you can just flip flop you know you you obviously have other things in trades you don't just flip flop all the time but you can do that and it will always uh help you out because you just get you just get the guy that already has the bye week done and you don't have to worry about it anymore so here's a question that maybe one of our toms might not know the answer to. <laughs> is there a way to kind of review your trade out there online? Can you say that again? Because I, I was spacing out just a smidge. <laughs> I let me get my let me get my my nerd glasses on, and then right, maybe I right. can help you answer that question. Do you, Tom the newbie, uh-huh. know of a way to review a trade offer? Well, obviously, if somebody has given me a trade, and and I can see it, so I, I'd be reviewing it, and I'd be seeing it on my phone, or you know, on my laptop, or my desktop computer, because everybody's got desktop computers. Um, yeah, I would say that I'd, if I'm looking at it, then I I can review it. That is definitely a very visual way to do it. Yes. But there is also a way that you can review a trade if you don't have somebody that you can ask, hey, how does this trade look to you? There are what they Uh, call fantasy trade calculators out there. Oh, so that must be something. You get like a a calculator, you punch in some numbers, and then you you know know exactly what you got. I mean, I don't really... Can you explain that to me? I I don't quite understand that one. Well, it's almost like a calculator, but... And it's not perfect, but it's pretty darn close to what you or I would see the experts saying. Uh, you input a guy on your side, say you want to trade Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> so you input Le'Veon Bell on your side. And yep. then on the other side, you input whatever your offer is for Le'Veon Bell. Say it's Devontae Adams and Marlon Mack. And you look on that, you're like, wow, I'm getting two for one. That's awesome, right? Well... That sounds great. Sounds great to me. sounds great to Tom the newbie. But that trade calculator is probably going to pop up that it is way in favor of the side getting Le'Veon Bell. (laughs) Now, you can do that with any trade out there. There are multiple ones out there. Uh, If you're new to this, it, it gives you... An unbiased look at your offer, something out there that 
isn't playing on your emotions. Like, well, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I don't want to give up Le'Veon Bell, but is this a good deal? Well, here's something that gives you just, like I said, an unbiased look where you don't have to use your emotions. So they're out there. You just have to Google them. Just yeah. Google fantasy trade calculators. There's a few that'll come up, and it it is a good tool out there. If you're just not quite sure, do you think this is fair or not fair? Just one extra tool that you can use. Yeah, and one thing I'll say about fantasy football calculators is they are very helpful in a lot of ways, but they're not always 100%. And Believe me when I tell you this, because I made a mistake of doing this <laughs> a couple years ago, is I, I, I saw a trade offer that was offered to me that I w- thought was ridiculous. And I put it in a fantasy ca- uh, football calculator, and it turned out that it was ridiculous. And so I sent that to the person that traded it because I wanted to slap him in the face with it. And, well, he ended up not being too pleased <laughs> with that. And... He did not speak one ounce to me for the rest of the year, and that could have hurt me big time because I, could, I couldn't get the trade that I wanted when I wanted because he had a guy that I was looking at, but I, I knew it was off because I had basically offended him and he didn't want to talk to me the rest of the year. So you have to be careful. Don't slap it in the face of the other person if they're, if they're trying to – weasel you out of something just say you know i don't know if that's exactly fair and go on you don't have to slap him yep as in most things in life you don't want to offend people (laughs) but you also don't want to be a jerk to them i mean it's always a good thing just to say oh well that doesn't seem like something i'm interested in to be fair this guy had offered me so many times just absolute garbage so many times and i just oh, i know take who it. you're talking about i couldn't take it anymore but i, I still should have handled it differently <laughs> but whatever it's over now yeah and uh the last thing uh, we'll give you for some tips is don't overvalue your guys yeah tom and i think a lot of different players are going to break out this year mm-hmm. but not everybody thinks that way Uh, There's still people out there that I see in discussion forums and stuff saying they want Julio Jones over Dalvin Cook. And that's their opinion. That's fine. That's how they rank them. But Tom and I, neither one of us are going to make that. Uh (laughs) So you have to keep in mind, not everybody is going to think the same guys are going to be the hot one the most valued in the trade somebody's going to lose a little bit in every trade but if it helps you out in the long run that's fine i have definitely taken many trades where i seem to have lost in the vacuum Mm -hmm. but in the end it actually made my starting lineup stronger and that's what you want to get out of a trade yeah you're absolutely right i mean you can you can lose a trade and still win (laughs) <laughs> that's that's really all it's about is make it fair for the other person because otherwise they're not going to want to do the trade. You you try and put something out there that is extremely ridiculous and you know they're not going to accept it. You're just, what are you trying to do? You're trying to get something for free? You can't do that. So you have to make it fair. And sometimes you make it so that you lose or at least looks like you lose just so you can help your team out. It's not always about, well, this guy's better than this guy and this guy's better than this guy. It's not always about the trade calculator. Sometimes it's about helping yourself. Also, we'll get into it a little bit more after our next topped off, but in Dynasty Leagues, sometimes maybe you want to give up a little bit so that in the future, 
that person may help you out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Kind of a you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours kind of a deal. So, before we get into Dynasty Trades, we're going to do our topped off number two most memorable trade. Yep. And number two for me, and I don't know exactly the the trade that I gave up to get this guy, but <laughs> it's memorable. It's not a good trade for me. It was at the time when I did it, I ended up getting uh, Jermichael Friendly for the Green Bay Packers, and he was going crazy, crazy. For and tight a, end he, at that time, I think, was your only need on that team. Yeah, and it was. And when I got him, I said, yes, this is going to put me over the top. I'm going to be the best team in this league. I'm going to win the Super Bowl. I know this. I had a wonderful feeling. And then the very next week, he's out for the rest of the season. And he was out for basically the rest of his career because I don't think he did anything after that. But, yeah, I will never forget that trade because that was just it was just horrible for me. I had so much hope, and then it went away so quickly. That was the fastest I've yes. ever seen a trade go south. Oh, it's horrible. Well, my number two, I was have I've gotten plenty of memorable trades over the years, but I'm gonna go with my number two. I gave up at the time, was as well before his injury, uh Teddy Bridgewater, who's expected to be one of the next big young quarterbacks. Uh-huh. Willie Sneed, who had just come off of one <laughs> of his great years. Yep. And a promising tight end out of the Jets at the time, which is a weird thing to say, <laughs> but a promising tight end, Jay Samaro. Yeah, yeah. I also gave up uh, pick 113, 213, and 613. So I'm giving up a lot at this particular point. Mm-hmm. But I got back a guy who I still have on that team, and I'm making one more big run this year. I got DeAndre Hopkins. Ah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's... How how have you done in that in that league? Well, I have made the playoffs every year but one, and that one time was last year because I started off zero and four in the first two weeks because oh. we played double headers, and I yeah. just couldn't quite make it up. I needed a win in the last week of the season, and I couldn't pull it out. So I still have Hopkins. I've made the playoffs three out of four years in that league. And I'm making one more good run. So maybe that trade will come to fruition this year. Absolutely. And I, you know what? Sometimes you just got to get that guy. You got to get that guy that you know is that stud. And if you have to trade away the farm sometimes to do it, sometimes it's worth it. And you said you made the playoffs every year except for last year, right? Or did you make the playoffs last year? No, that was okay. the only year I did. Yeah. So, yeah, you, it's worth it. It's worth it. If you make the playoffs, because once you make the playoffs, it don't matter what your record is. It all just wipes away. You just you just got to win each week. So All right. So we've got one more section we're going to talk about. I referenced it earlier is dynasty trades. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a couple of examples coming up about uh, just how crazy and how many times people <laughs> can change teams and oh. how the basic... Uh, thought of this segment is don't sweat it if you've made a (laughs) bad trade in (laughs) dynasty leagues it's going to happen you are going to make trade after trade after trade year after year after year in dynasty leagues if it is a long-running dynasty league yeah you can't get down on yourself if you make a bad trade and i will reference a couple of (laughs) bad trades here (laughs) in a minute uh, but like I said, you're going to win some and you're going to lose some in Dynasty, and you can't 
get down on yourself about it because you can't predict the future. I can't. I mean, I'd like to think I do. I I think I've got some good thoughts on some players this year, but I'm not going to be right on every single one of them. So if I make a trade for one of those guys, I'm not going to let it piss me off at all. So... (laughs) Uh, do you have any anything to add about dynasty trades before we talk about some of the uh, wild ones in one of our leagues? I don't think so. I'm actually I'm looking forward to talking about these trades because they are they are doozies. I love them. All right, in 2013, and I will name names so you can match up some of these yeah. uh, sometimes. This is a uh, a friend and family type league, so there was a lot of trading going on between a few people. In 2013, our buddy Asa gave up Chris Johnson, Mr. CJ2K himself, mm-hmm. and he was a Seattle Seahawks fan, and he gave up Percy Harvin. So <laughs> at that point, it was kind of a big deal. <laughs> And he also gave up Antonio Brown. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, but what did he get for giving (laughs) up those three players? Well, Jim gave him Trent Richardson. Oh, man. Marlon Brown (laughs) and Stevie Johnson. Oh, man. Looking at that in hindsight, that is so, so bad. But... I don't know if I've seen a worse trade after the fact. I yeah. know at the time Trent Richardson was supposed to be the yeah. guy. And Marlon Brown was up and coming. And Stevie Johnson, he was very consistent. <laughs> but my goodness. That's Antonio so Brown for all three of those is still a ripoff. Yeah. Uh, just uh, The only thing in there that makes it look okay is you have to go back in time. And look at Trent Richardson because everybody was high on him at that moment. So you just, you just, it's just, when you look at it now, it just looks horrible. Just horrible. Well, here's another one. Okay. Asa gave up those three guys. So he got the worst end of that deal. Yeah. But guess what? He got the better end of this deal the very next year when he traded away Trent Richardson (laughs) and a 2015 round five pick. And what did he get in return? DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, he got DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins. So yeah, How he is basically that possible? he swapped it. He swapped it away. He got rid of his wide receiver and then he got a wide receiver right back. Now it's not Antonio Brown, but it's it's darn near close enough and I'd say he salvaged it. So Yes, good, good he definitely him. salvaged it and that was from uh his and our buddy Joe. So yeah. Joe thought he was getting the better end of that deal. He did not think DeAndre Hopkins was going to be the guy he is today. And boy, was he wrong this time. Yep, this time he was dead wrong. Well, guess what? That very same season later on, Joe (laughs) traded away Trent Richardson. (laughs) And he got back one of the safest wide receivers at the time from Timmy, who was a wide receiver aficionado. He just he had wide receivers up the yin yang just like I did. Mm -hmm. But he gave up Steve Smith Sr. and a round two to get Trent Richardson and a twenty fifteen round four. So (laughs) wow, how can three people be so wrong about the same running back? It, well, that's the thing. When three people are doing it, that's probably the time you say, you know what, maybe I shouldn't go for this guy because people are just getting rid of him. <laughs> I, that, it is really crazy how all these got set up. It, it's awesome. I love it. It makes for great 
fantasy football it's that's why fantasy football is awesome trades that's right good trades bad trades it just makes it so fun and now before i get into the next set of events uh-huh. it will include fantasy fuels topped off number one most memorable memorable trade in the middle of this mm-hmm. because it follows a trail of one demarco murray and in 2013 i was running back needy I was yep. wide receiver heavy, and Vincent Jackson had just come off a great performance. Yep. And I gave Jim, Vincent Jackson, straight up for DeMarco Murray before DeMarco Murray went nuts. Yeah. And that was one of my best trades ever, just straight up trading a wide receiver for a running back. I couldn't believe DeMarco Murray went off as much as he did. I was just looking for somebody to fill in a spot here and there. Yeah. And boy, did he fill in a spot. But I decided I needed to get somebody, and that somebody was on Tom's team. Yes, it was. And it took a while. I believe there was 11 different trade proposals between the two of us. This is our number one most memorable trade for Uh Fantasy Fuel. Uh, We gave up a lot of people. (laughs) I mean, this is ridiculous. Uh, like I said, 11 different proposals before I finally hit the accept button because I <laughs> had to have LaShawn McCoy. This is, of course, when he was still with the Eagles and he was one of the first running backs off the board. And I had to have him. So I got him. But, man, did I just give up the farm to get him. Now, it did not hurt me. I still ended up winning most right. points in that league, which was the most money in that one. But here it is. Get your pens and papers ready because there's a <laughs> lot of guys here. I gave up Marshawn Lynch, yep. who I had gotten in a trade the year before. I gave up DeMarco Murray mm-hmm. and his backup, Joseph Randall, because we all knew about the injury history. Mm-hmm. I also gave up Jeremy Macklin. Yep. I also gave up D. Milliner to the Jets fan, of course, <laughs> and a 2015 round three pick. Yeah. And. What did Tom give me besides LaShawn McCoy? A bunch of trash. That's all I'm going to say. There there was some useful weeks here and there, but my goodness, I got a bunch of trash looking back on it. Joyke Bell. When's the last time we said Joyke Bell? Yeah. When's the last time we said Rashad Jennings? That one, he was, at the time, he was still, he was startable. He was still a starter, but yeah, I I. I torched you on this. I didn't even know it. I don't think you obviously didn't know it, but man, did I ever torch you on this trade? And I will never let you live that one down. No, of course not. And the rest of the trash, James <laughs> Starks, who yeah, could never oh. string two games together. Oh. Kobe Fleener, who never ended up anything after he was out of Andrew Luck's team. Yep. And Richard Sherman, who I think I dropped shortly <laughs> after because I just didn't want to deal with him, and I already yeah. had a good DB, and yeah. a whole 2015 round four pick. So not only <laughs> did I give up a higher pick, I got a bunch of trash running backs and just one LaShawn McCoy, which, again, I still ended up winning the league that year, so it wasn't terrible. Yeah. But my goodness, just looking back on it, that is just an insane amount of people to give up for just one shady McCoy. <laughs> Yeah, and then I went and decided that I wanted to trade them guys away, at least one of them. So I ended up giving 
DeMarco Murray away and Joseph Randall and Jimmy Graham away for Jamal Charles, Eric Decker, and the round one. So I actually really do like that, but in hindsight, you have to look back at how DeMarco Murray performed that year, and he was the best running back that year. So I didn't get what I thought I was getting out of it because Jamal Charles I did like more than Murray before Murray went off, but I still enjoy it because I got Decker who had a good year that year, and... I get the round one. And Jimmy Graham was just okay that year. He wasn't great. He wasn't spectacular. He wasn't horrible. But he was just okay. Yeah, no, that was, I think all in all, you ended up with the better part of that deal. Yeah. It just took another year for everybody to see, okay, that's what you've got. I don't remember who I got with that round one pick. That would make things different if we could that's see true. that. That's true. Yeah, maybe we'll look that up and uh, we'll inform everybody next time. Yeah. <laughs> if it was somebody worth mentioning. <laughs> So, again, you can see how one person can change teams multiple times in a dynasty league. Right. And just how much fun it can be to track it over the years and how bad some of those trades <laughs> were. But they kept coming back. They kept making more trades. Just like we said, Asa gave up Antonio Brown but ended up with DeAndre Hopkins. So, yep. you're going to make a good one. You're going to make a bad one. But... If you end up in the playoffs a few times and make some money, then you made the right decisions. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to sweat the bad ones. And when you get the good ones, just just be happy. Be be really happy because sometimes you don't even know it's good until the end of the season. You think, uh, I remember being worried about that trade that we did together. I was like, oh, man, I don't know about this. Let's see, because I was giving up McCoy, and I know McCoy was going to be really good that year. And he was, that, he was really good that year. But – I didn't think that the other guys were going to be as good as what they were. But, yeah, I was I was really worried. So sometimes you just got to be happy with what you get because sometimes you don't even know what you're getting. Yeah, I thought I was getting a possibility of four startable running backs. Right. And I yep. ended up with one out of the three. <laughs> so, I mean, I was happy. It, it took a while for me to accept, but I was happy. I got rid of a couple of guys that I didn't want anymore, and I got a guy I really did. And, yeah, I, it was good. But, man, it, looking back, I just, wow, I can't imagine <laughs> that I've ever made a trade like that ever before. And I'm just so happy that it wasn't with Asa, it wasn't with Joe, it wasn't with Timmy, it wasn't with Gary. It was with me. Right. <laughs> That's what makes it perfect. Absolutely perfect. All right, guys. If you have a trade you want to send us, good, bad, yeah. indifferent, memorable, whatever it is, I want to hear about it. Yep. Send it in to us. You can get us on Twitter at Fantasy Fuel, Facebook.com slash Fantasy Fuel, or our discussion board on Facebook, Fantasy Football through Fantasy Fuel. You can also get us through our email, fantasyfuelpodcast at gmail.com. Or, like we've done in the past, and we'll have some more in the future, in my solo show coming up, I've got a very good text message question. Mm -hmm. And that number that you can text or give us a call, if you want to call us, we can put you on the air. We can record it, and we can put it right up there for you. So if you want to hear your voice, you can call us. That number is 608-492-3443. I want to hear some of these good bad memorable trades yes. love hearing about them and if you've got any questions if somebody is offering you a trade and you're not sure what to do 
we would be more than happy to help you out and Absolutely. give our uh, professional opinion, not a newbie opinion. <laughs> I'm going to tell you exactly what to do with that trade, guys. Don't worry about it. I got it covered. I think you should probably stick <laughs> to just using that fantasy trade calculator for a little bit. <laughs> All right, guys. This was our trade episode. We've got one more left. We're going to talk about waiver wire yeah. transactions through the year in this upcoming season. Good, bad, ugly, how much money you've got in a fab, whatever it is, we're going to talk about it all next week. So, thanks for listening, and stay fueled up this fantasy season. <laughs>